With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenet Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take the time out, get your Bible, and follow along with us in the study of the Word of God today. We're turning in our Bible to the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 17, and verse number 9. Here the Bible said, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, and who can know it? We continue our study today on the question, but preacher, why missions? And I've spent the last several broadcasts by giving you the answer to that question. The reason that we must be involved in missions, number one, was the command of the Scriptures. And we looked in detail at the Great Commission, and we discovered from the Word of God that the Great Commission is not a choice. It is a commandment. It is not an option. It's an obligation. And we have a God-given responsibility to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So we saw the command of the Scriptures was the first reason that we must be involved in the work of missions. I want to begin today with a second thought, and we'll spend a couple of broadcasts on this thought. But reason number two, we must be involved in reaching the lost with the gospel because of the condition of the sinners. I remember several years ago preaching in a church that had a big banner across the back of the building. And the banner said something like this, They will not come. They must be brought. They will not seek. They must be sought. They will not learn. They must be taught. And how true that is. You see, man in his own depraved nature does not turn to God or accidentally drift to God but he drifts farther and farther and farther away from God. And I want to give you four thoughts concerning the condition of the sinner. Let me just say to you that it is not of the sinner to get saved of his own ability at his own timing when and where he wants to. No, salvation is a work of the grace of God. And God's grace honors the gospel when it is presented to the sinner. The grace of God rides upon the wings of the gospel. And nobody will ever be saved until they hear the gospel. And then nobody will ever be saved except the Spirit of God work in their lives and draw them to the Savior. Our Lord said in John chapter 6, verse number 44, No man cometh unto me except the Father which sent me draw him. And then, of course, the other verse that we need to quote with that is John chapter 12, verse number 32, where Jesus said, And I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men 
unto me. Of course, in the text verse, he speaks of his death at Calvary, his crucifixion. But also, I believe there is an application that you and I can make today, that as we lift up the Lord Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world, there is drawing power in the gospel of Christ to draw sinners to the Lord Jesus Christ, that they might be saved by the marvelous grace of God. But again, I want to say to you that it is not in the sinner to be saved in and of himself. He must be saved by the grace of God. The Bible said in Titus chapter 3, verse number 5, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. The Bible said again in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, and it's not of works, lest any man should boast. So what is the condition of the sinner. And I want to look at this and let God speak to our heart as we study from the Word of God. Notice, if you will, please, again, in the text verse that I read, in Jeremiah chapter number 17, verse number 9, the Bible said that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Let me say to you, dear friend, that every sinner is born with a deceitful heart. He does not have to go to school and train his heart to be deceitful. He does not have to be taught the art of being deceived in his own heart. No, every sinner is born with a deceitful heart and a desperately wicked heart. Now, you can argue with the Word of God if you wish, but the Bible is very plain. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. So we must realize, as we talk about sinners being saved, that they are dealing with a deceitful heart. And as I studied this verse of Scripture, I got to thinking about this statement, the heart is deceitful above all things. And I thought about the question, in what area does the heart do its work of deception. Let me give you a couple of negatives and then a positive thought from the Word of God. May I say to you, first of all, that the heart of a sinner does not deceive that sinner about his race. No, we know what we are. And I'm not putting one race above another, but you know where you came from. So the heart does not deceive people about their race. Number two, the heart does not deceive people about riches. I'm talking about whether they're rich or whether they're poor. You know where you stand financially. I never have thought I was rich. I really never have thought I was poor. God has been so good to me. He's met every need. I've never gone to bed hungry. I've never got up in the morning without clothes to wear. And God has been good to me. My heart has never deceived me about my race. My heart has never deceived me about my riches. But what is the principle where the heart deceives people? If it's not race, if it's not riches, then what is it? May I say to you, let me use two words. 
The heart deceives sinners about religion. And then a better word that I like to use about relationship. The heart deceives sinners about religion. Your heart will say to you, you're as good as so-and-so is. If that person goes to heaven, you don't have anything to worry about. Or your heart will say to you, a loving God would not send sinners to a Christless hell. And on and on the heart goes in its deceptiveness. The heart would say to a lot of people, if you will join this religion, if you will keep these rules and regulations, if you will be baptized, if you will be confirmed, if you will just live up to a certain criteria of good works and have a balance of your do's and your don'ts, then you will go to heaven when you die. Friend, if you know anything about the Word of God, you know that's a lie of the devil. That is the deceiving of a heart that is not saved by the grace of God. So the heart deceives people about their religion and the relationship that they should have with the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the way, let me just ask you the question before I leave this part of our study. Is your heart deceiving you? What are you trusting in to take you to heaven? Is it your good works? Is it your baptism? Is it your church membership? Is it your identity with a religious group? Is it the fact that you've been confirmed? What are you trusting in to take you to heaven when you die? May I say to you, my friend, if you're trusting anything outside of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ to wash away your sins and the Lord Jesus Christ himself to take you to heaven when you die, then your heart is deceiving you with some other religion. I want to tell you, my friend, Jesus said in John 10, 9, I am the door. If by me any man shall enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find green pasture. Again, the Lord Jesus Christ said in John chapter 14, verse number 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. The Bible said in John chapter 10, verse number 1, If any man tries to climb up any other way, that man is the same as a thief and a robber. Dear friend, your heart will deceive you and wrap you up in your religion and take you to hell if you're not careful. Allow the Spirit of God to take the Word of God and show you your need of a Savior. Then obey His Word, His leadership of the Spirit, and follow Him to Christ. He'll save you by the marvelous grace of God. But not only there's a condition of the sinner, his heart is deceitful, but second, his mind is darkened. The Bible said in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 and verse number 3, the Bible said, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Listen to verse number 4. The Bible said, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the mind of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, 
who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So from that verse of Scripture, we conclude that not only does a sinner have a deceitful heart, but a sinner has a darkened mind. His mind is blinded by Satan, the God of this world. What is the purpose of this blinding? It's to keep the glorious gospel from shining into the heart and mind of that person, that they may see their need of a Savior and turn from their sin to the Savior and be saved by the marvelous grace of God. We look at sinners and we often say, can't they see they're going to hell? Can they not see that their religion has deceived them? And the honest truth, my friend, is no, they cannot see. The God of this world has blinded the mind of them. They're in darkness. They cannot see. And they'll stumble in that darkness and go to hell if we do not get the gospel unto them that they may see their need of a Savior so they can turn from their sin to the Savior and be saved by the marvelous grace of God. So may I say to you, first of all, the condition of the sinner, he has a heart that is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Then he has a mind that is darkened by the God of this world. And their only hope is that someone bring them the gospel. Father, take the word, use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's harvest time. Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported radio ministry. God has been so good to us. We're now broadcasting on over 50 radio stations a day and then around the world several times a day by way of Internet and shortwave radio. And I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of this radio work? Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you until the next broadcast. I do not.